on this episode of Hit the Deck. Moving doesn't have to mean moving on. Who says you can't go home? I do get up every now and then for a couple tournaments. Just popped in on the guys actually a couple months ago just to say, hey, and they were doing a pickup. So Mel's in the area. But it's only a two and a half hour drive, so it's not too bad of a drive. And a living room isn't a deck rink. But at least you have home court advantage. PureHockey.com, speaking of uh, hockey gear, they have offered 20% off hockey games that you can play inside. There's some excellent ways to still incorporate hockey in your life and get through this pandemic in some sort of entertaining form. All this and more coming up! On this episode of Hit the Deck! Game on! Welcome to episode 169 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers! And we are still here for you, dear listener. We are here for your listening amusement. We are right here, right here for your listening enjoyment here at Hit the Deck. And we are hitting the deck running on this podcast. I don't know why I am like this. People have often wondered that question. They've debated. Maybe I was dropped on my head as a child. Maybe I am just have a traumatic brain injury that I'm not aware of. Maybe I'm just weird. That last one seems very likely, but this is what you got. This is what you signed up for when you downloaded this podcast. You're welcome. Anyway, so who am I? Who who are any of us, really? Especially in these trying times, we often find ourselves, many of us, sitting, sitting in isolation, just wondering, who am I? What am I doing here? What is the purpose of all this? What, what, what? Just what, what is it all about? And... Here on this podcast, I am not going to ask that question because, really, who wants to talk about that? What you may be wondering is who I am that's just blathering at you at the moment. And if you're not a regular listener, then you might not know. But I will tell you, I will tell you what you need to know because not only do we have my very own self here on this podcast, but we have an extra special guest that you're going to want to know about. So I will give you the skinny presently when we jump right into tonight's starting lineup. And for tonight's starting lineup, longing to be in goal once more, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey. And of course, my persistent co-host... Still on defense, number four, James Sajazi, and a very special guest back with us tonight. Number 57, Lou Harverton, sometimes winger, sometimes defenseman, and now playing goalie a little bit, too. Welcome back, Lou. Again. <laughs> Good to be back. <laughs> we'll have to wait a few minutes because if you've listened to the podcast before, you know how this works. We banter, we put the guest on hold, and then when it's an appropriate time, we'll bring him back on to chitter chat at us about whatever is relevant. And Lou, we will do that very self-same thing for you in just a bit. But first, I have to ask James, my friend, me bookie, my buddy, how are you holding up, my friend? Doing pretty well, thank you, um, considering. So <laughs> it's ironically great that, 
I don't have to go on the, uh, the, the the MTA or deal with the commute of New York, so I'm not complaining too much. But how, how have you been doing? I mean, as a New Yorker, any day you don't have to go on the MTA is by default a good day. But uh, <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, I, I I will be honest, and not to bring the podcast down, but uh, professionally, this whole thing is is starting to get to me a little bit. So I'm very glad to have this as an outlet, I guess, to, to kind of raise my spirits uh, and get me, you know, loosened up and, and in a place where I can have a little fun for a while. So that is good. That is something that I'm enjoying. But, you know, on the whole, I'm relatively healthy, as is my family. And I, I don't mean to rub it in, but I am still drawing a paycheck, which I know you and, and many other people are not. So I, I guess all things considered, I am weathering this thing reasonably well yeah and god bless so and again as we said many times and should be repeated because it is so important that uh thank everybody who is still working out there especially those that are keeping us safe and sacrificing so much for our fellow man and woman obviously so uh we're still hanging in there and hopefully there is light at the end of the tunnel and you know uh, nobody's gonna hold it against anyone else who is still working because that's just uh, a huge problem that you don't have to worry about. So uh, misery does not like company, but at least we're still positive and, and hopefully things will start picking up and maybe we can find jobs and, and, and get back outside and, and see each other. That would be nice in the near future. Well, uh, there may be light at the end of that tunnel, but that, that tunnel, nobody knows how long that tunnel is. But uh, that's not something that I want to dwell on. Hopefully it will be when it is a safe time to do so and uh, the, 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 the great danger is passed. Hopefully we will all be able to go back to some semblance of our regular lives. But for now, we cannot do that, but we can do this podcast. And uh, I am eager to jump into things because, you know, we can't play hockey, but we can sure as shoot and talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. And we have more great suggestions on how to pass the time for when we do get back together again. We can also watch TV if uh, you have nothing better to do. And and if you, dear listener, are interested in watching some Star Trek and you haven't yet, then now might be a perfect time to go check out Star Trek Picard on CBS All Access. And if you're doing that, I would like to remind you that there is a podcast out there by a couple of guys who really like Star Trek that, uh, you know, maybe you'd want to check out as, let's say, a companion piece, a little thing I like to call Vintage Picard. Hashtag Vintage Picard. So if, uh, if you've forgotten, yes, we're still doing that. And we would obviously recommend that you give that a check out. But this podcast is not about vintage Picard. This podcast is about hitting the deck. <laughs> Actually, James, this this has nothing to do with hockey. But I will tell you one way in which I and the rest of my immediate family have been passing the time during this whole business and something that many Americans and many people around the world, in fact, I believe are also doing is been playing a lot of animal crossing on the nintendo switch is that like a modern day frogger no 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 oh you don't know animal crossing james <laughs> no. oh okay how can i how can i explain this succinctly okay so the premise of all of the animal crossing games there there have been a number of them over the years going all the way back to the gamecube but uh the premise of the animal crossing games is that you are a 
fairly human-looking person, and you move, you have moved, or you are in the process of moving to a brand new town. And this town is inhabited by anthropomorphic animals of different types. And uh, there is a, a raccoon person named Tom Nook, and he is kind of the slumlord of Animal Crossing. You move in and he sets you up with a house and he puts you deep in debt and you have to work off your debt by earning the currency in the game called bells. And you do this by running errands and by fishing and catching insects and uh, there are fruit trees and you can you can sell the fruit that grows there. And it, it's it's a pretty laid back game for the most part. The main tasks that you do are, you know, you 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 pay off your house and then you can upgrade your house to make it bigger and add more rooms and things. And Tom Nook also runs the local stores. So if you want to buy furniture or supplies or decorations or anything you go to the raccoon and uh you're the, the whole game is basically you trying to get out from under a mountain of debt from the raccoon but uh, while that does not sound appealing it, it is actually a a very fun laid-back game and it's cute it, it, it's very cute so they they being nintendo nintendo just released this latest iteration animal crossing new horizons for the nintendo switch and it has coincided perfectly with this lockdown that so many people are experiencing right now so there are a lot of people who have nothing better to do than sit around for hours at a time every day and play animal crossing and earn bells and so it has become so popular that switches all around the world are sold out right now they're very hard to get but it's a nice thing that Oh, you can you can also if you are friends with somebody on on the switch, you can go and visit their town and you can you can go and see what that's like, how they've set it up and you can check out their stores and see what their decorations are. It's a nice little thing. And it, it's it's something that I've been I've been playing. So, you know, it passes the time. <laughs> OK, um, I'm officially saying I'm glad I'm out of touch. I'd rather <laughs> stick with playing Oh, I don't know, NHL 20 or something. But you okay, can also that's, that's play cool. that. It's not a one or the other situation. I hear you. I just don't understand from what you're explaining, with the exception of me being unemployed, it sounds a little bit too realistic to my own life where I'm always trying to get out from under some greedy, lazy goofball's thumb. So <laughs> aside from the fishing, that sounds like fun. But uh, going through some fat cat, although in this case a fat raccoon, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> Yeah. Sadly, there is no ball hockey in Animal Crossing. <laughs> then I'm not going through There's that really no sports or... of any kind. No. In fairness. It sounds way too realistic now. Please. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. But uh, there, there is no social distancing in Animal Crossing. Although in my town, there's a frog named Rattle and he wears a face mask. And I don't know why, but, you know, he's at least, I guess, doing it right. Be like Rattle. Yeah. Be, be a Rattle. But that, that's, that's not relevant in any way, shape, or form to this podcast. What is strictly relevant is hockey. We want to talk about some hockey. That's not, that's not Boston. That's not anything. That's just a terrible accent. We want to talk. I want you to talk about some hockey. Yeah, that's a uh, reasonable facsimile of a Kennedy, yeah? Sure. 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 Mac Mac. I, I think that's a perfectly good Kennedy. 
I think that's a Kennedy that we can be proud of. Ask not what your podcast can do for you. Ask what you can do for your podcast. Yeah, okay, I'll buy that. Not for any significant amount of money, but I'll buy that. Maybe a couple bells? Yeah, sure. <laughs> hey! hey, hey. <laughs> I Boom. was paying attention. <laughs> Boom, there it is. There it is. Okay, James, what I am going to pay attention to, I am going to sit in rapt attention as I listen to you. I'm being a little presumptuous here, but uh, given the way that all 168 previous podcasts have gone, I, I, you know, I think it's it's probable. I'm going to sit here and listen immediately following my asking of you, James, can you please tell us what is on deck for this podcast? Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Cross-checking in. The American Rhino and I have been doing our part to keep our families, ourselves, and our community safe during this coronavirus pandemic. We have reached out to our great deck hockey friend, Mr. Lou Harviton, to make sure he's also staying safe and see what he's been up to. And game-winning assists. The hockey community sure is a great one. Here are some examples of how hockey has helped out while we've all been stuck in the clubhouse. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. I have to tell you, James, I looked at this paper that has the rundown for the podcast, the, you know, our, our physical on deck, as it were. And, and I, I don't know why, because this isn't somewhere where my mind would normally go, but... As you were reading, I, I saw the part that says game-winning assists, and I thought it said game-winning assets, and somehow my brain translated that into innuendo of some sort. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to keep up with you tonight, man. I'm sorry. I don't We've know been... what's wrong with me. They've kept us apart too long. I, 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 can't just, I can't grab onto the rhino anymore. The heart wants what the heart wants, James. And uh, I think... You know, I like you, but I think if you want to grab onto the rhino, you'll need to consult my wife. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's not something that people just do. No offense. <laughs> um. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, <sighs> where do we? Where on earth do we go from here? <laughs> I, I, I hope, speaking of yeah. speaking of absolute nonsense, Lou. That's a transition. I hope he hasn't left yet. <laughs> Let's check to see if he's still... Lou, Lou, where are you? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm... Okay. All right, let's, let's try, try and wrangle this thing back into some semblance of order. So, as you heard in the on deck, our guest this podcast uh, it's been a while since we've had a guest as it happens and this one has been in the works for a long time i don't mind telling you this one goes back the next thing to forever i think mm. but uh we are we are happy to finally put it together for you and and for lou and for all really and just to remind you, because it has been a while since he's been on the show, just to remind you who this man, this Mr. Harviton that we are about to speak to, just to give you a reminder of who he is, Lou has been and always will be your friend. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of someone else. Uh, <laughs> Lou has been the longtime commissioner, I guess. Was that his title? 
his his official uh, league runner, guy in charge. Yeah, I'd he- say commissioner. Head dudeski. Lou that has been good. the man who has run the Charlotte Street Hockey League for for many a long moon. And uh, you may recall the last time he was on here, he told us that he was a moving. So that would kind of not any longer be the case. Or at least uh, not not in, in quite so regular and hands-on a role. So we are looking forward with great anticipation to finding out what is going on with the Looster. So, uh, you know, without further adieu, I think it's about time we brought him right back to talk to us and to talk to you. You are still there, right? Gentlemen. What's going on, buddy? Not much. How are you guys? All right. Yeah, with everybody being locked down and stuff like that, um, one of the benefits of doing this great podcast is that we can interview our friends around the country and even around the world, too, from the comfort of our own homes or whatever the case is. So we're being very responsible. And uh, we were just concerned with some of our good deck hockey friends out there, seeing how they're holding up and um, catching up with them and, and whatnot. So one of our closest, dearest friends, of course, Mr. Lou Harviton is back with us tonight. So, Lou, great to see you again. Thanks for coming back on the podcast. And um, before we get into the nitty-gritty of what you've been up to... I'm sorry, uh, did you say first off, Yes, I did. Okay, all right. <laughs> that, 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 that's a whole other section. Just so. checking. But, yeah, just first off, too, um, I'm not sure if the, if the listener uh, remembers or not, but you did move. And uh, so how did that go, and, and how are your new roots uh, holding up? It went as well as a move can go for, uh, you know, a couple hundred miles. My wife was actually here first in May, and I was, uh, we were actually in the middle of a condo renovation hmm. when she got a position down here. Hmm. Um, so she moved on and started her job, and I finished up the condo, and uh, I actually went and visited my parents for a couple weeks in Pittsburgh, and then uh, came down to North Augusta, South Carolina, officially. But yeah, the move went well, considering. Yeah, so that that's uh, that's a little bit of a commute to the league that you were playing in, huh? It, it is a bit. I do get up every now and then for a couple tournaments. Of course, the almost winter classic. Always have to attend that. Sure. Um, that's baby. And went up in uh, November for a tournament and just popped in on the guys. Actually, a couple months ago, just to say hey, and they're they doing a pickup, so. Miles in the area, but it's only a two and a half hour drive, so it's not too bad of a drive. Oh yeah, that's that's just popping around the corner. Yeah, yeah. For Gary and I, being New Yorkers, two and a half hours means being stuck in traffic, just trying to go from one borough to another. So two and a half hours of straight drive just is completely foreign to us. That's Queens to Manhattan, isn't it? About two and a half. (laughs) That on a good day. On a good day. (laughs) Well, on a weekday, probably. So, just quick question. I don't remember, honestly, how much we went into it the last time you were here with, with the transition, but was there an orderly transition of power when you had to uh, abdicate because of your move? Uh, there was. Thankfully, we already had, with us being an um, official 5013C nonprofit, uh, we had a board, so we had members that were already engaged, and... Um, our friend Rob um, gladly picked up the torch to be the league manager at that point, which was nice. And he did a stellar job with everything. Super attention to detail. Um, always had things running on time. There's only like that. Couldn't ask for a better league manager for a transition point. 
That's fantastic. Uh, it was difficult for me letting go because it's it is my baby for you know seven eight years nine years and to transition into multiple people into the mix it was a little bit of adjustment for me but we've had some great feedback and some great ideas come from everybody in the group uh, we have five board members and uh, a couple people who are um, assist us with running meetings and a league assistant manager and it's allowed us to expand our scope as far as where we want to go in the future it allows different people to take over duty so that like myself can concentrate on like a, a bigger directive so it was difficult but um very worthwhile and like i said we've gotten some great ideas and some really going forward with a lot of uh, a lot of things now that's wonderful and i hope that we'll hear a little more about that later but first lou you mentioned something interesting a few minutes ago uh, namely your 501c3 status now I don't know a lot of nonprofit ball hockey leagues. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how that came about, if you don't mind? Well, for a while, it's just been me running everything, all aspects of the league, mostly by choice. Not a lot of people volunteered. A couple did here and there. And um, I was contemplating, you know, taking it. We've been together for so long. We've had such a big group of people kind of taking it to the next level. and there's a couple options. One was, you know, purchase own facility and run it as a business, which is very difficult to even make uh, break even in that kind of environment. Of course. When you stick to one sport like deck hockey, it's pretty difficult. Sure. But the other aspect was starting the league as a nonprofit organization. Good friend, uh, Imran Faruqi, really influenced me into going this route and he he helped out immensely he has a big legal background so he helped he did all the paperwork and all the legal things that you have to do to become a nonprofit. what are those uh i mean we don't need to know you know every single document but just in the broad strokes what is involved in getting a hockey league deemed a nonprofit? you have to have a emission statement um you have to justify your what you're going to be as an organization. We are a sports league, of course, sure. but we also want to be community members. We want to really set roots up in the, the local town that we play in, which is Huntersville, North Carolina, just outside of Charlotte mm. and still in the Mecklenburg County, which is where Charlotte is to really, you know, get roots in the community, have fundraisers that benefit that area. And, um, even someday raising enough money to give a scholarship to somebody in the high school, you know, just things like that, just to help out the community. It's a sports league, but we want to be a little bit more than, you know, just sure. some guys playing ball hockey. And where do you submit that paperwork to? Like, is, is, it, is it a local thing? Is it a federal thing? Is it a, where does they, that designation go to? It's, uh, you have to go through the state as well as the IRS. Okay, great. Thank you. And it was reasonably painless. Of course, I didn't do much of that legwork, but it wasn't really as bad as um, some people made it out to be. So it was a pretty good process. It took a couple months and, you know, you have to spend some money to do it as well, but it's definitely well worth it. And it's, it's nice being an official organization and that opens up a, a whole bunch of doors as far as uh, sponsorship opportunities, 
partnerships with other nonprofits and just a broad spectrum of, of things now. One major thing that has really come to fruition since we have become a nonprofit is our relationship with the Charlotte Checkers, which is the AHL affiliate of the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. We've always had a decent relationship with them. They've uh, let us post on their Facebook page or events. We've had their mascot come out to our family day last year. That wow. was pretty fun. What is the mascot for the Checkers? What, what would that be? A, a giant red or black disc? No, his name is Chubby, and he's a polar bear. <laughs> nice. As Chubby Checker, so I'm See? sure that's... <laughs> the Chubby Checker has no correlation with Charlotte area at all. It's just, I guess it just fits. Does he do the twist? Um, yes, he does. I've seen it. I mean, I would, I would think, <laughs> but... He, he it, works it, every now and then, too, but yeah. Hmm. Is, <laughs> is Chubby Checker known for that? <laughs> but we have had a really great relationship with them in the past. And I reached out to them a couple months ago just to touch base again. Uh, they were trying to help us with maybe uh, securing some land for a, uh, a deck hockey rink to be put up. Mm-hmm. They had some connections here and there. And we kind of fell out of touch. So I tried to get back in touch with them. And the marketing director was kind of like, oh, by the way, we have a bunch of youth hockey gear that was supposed to go to another party they didn't for some reason or another they didn't get the equipment and uh so what it is the checkers are moving to a new headquarters building they're cleaning out their closets and lo and behold there's all this gear and they said it's yours if you want it and this was on a tuesday i believe and they're moving on friday out of the building so we had to get all the equipment by then And uh, one of our league members, John Bergner, who is our assistant league manager now, took time out of his schedule, drove down to um, downtown Charlotte, picked up all this massive amount of gear, which we really didn't realize how much it was until we put it in his car. And it was, I'm I'm still amazed by it because it's such, we were just at the right place at the right time. And this really dovetails um, into one of our future initiatives which is starting a youth league or youth program of some sort nice you know charity on a clock is is uh, a challenge but it's a challenge worth accepting i think so good on you guys for being able to jump on that when the offer was made definitely um yeah a lot of people <laughs> made us and we're um it's actually being stored at another league members basement right now okay so a lot of people helping out excellent i'm glad to hear that so, you know, Lou, it's, it's great to know that the CSHL is in such great hands right now. It's a credit to you to kind of leave it to the people who are, are really, you know, still there and doing it and, and leave them so well off. So congratulations on being able to pull that off. But you have moved and you are, as you said, two and a half hours away. You can't get to play with them regularly. So I assume you haven't given up on hockey entirely. So inquiring minds want to know, what are you up to these days? Where are you playing regularly? Well, I almost did actually give up on hockey entirely. Um, They had a going away game for me at the end of May, I believe, last year. And uh, for all intents and purposes, I thought that was it. I'm moving to a much smaller area than Charlotte. Not really a hockey town in any respect. They had a hockey, uh, an ECHL team for a number of years. They moved away. 
And I thought that was it. I would make a couple of appearances up in Charlotte every now and then, but I thought for the most part I was done. Mm-hmm. And some months went by and about August or September, I started getting that itch just to play again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put some feelers out, see if I can start something down here. I, I searched on Facebook. I searched everywhere on Google. I didn't find any groups down here. And so I attempted to start my own. And I had a couple people in the group and I happened on Reddit, on the Augusta subreddit, and somebody posted about a ball hockey group playing in Augusta. And I'm like, oh, that sounds great. I have a couple players that I was recruiting, but let's just do it with your group. And um, went down and played. They were playing in a parking lot in Augusta. It was by a couple of baseball fields. Um, nice group of people. It was probably about six or eight of us, I mm-hmm. think. Laid back group. And so I'm always looking for better places to play. And 10 minutes away from where I live currently, I found a tennis court that has been not used as a tennis court for a while. The net and their posts are all gone. Hmm. There's actually weeds and stuff growing up in. So I knew nobody was using it. So I took a picture and I sent it to Ty, who runs that group and he sends me a picture back of the same tennis court because they attempted to play there a couple times and they had dwindling numbers so they actually didn't play for a long time anyway so we ended up playing there i think in october we um got the county to trim all the weeds and um get a lot of the dirt and everything that was kind of building up in it and uh, we've been playing there ever since awesome does this group have a name? It has a great name, Augusta Street Hockey. Nice. Very succinct and to the point. Yeah, yeah, that, that really, that, that, that gets right to what it is. <laughs> it's right to it. And it's a, like I said, it's a great group of people. It's really laid back. We just play friendly, casual pickup. We haven't done league games or tournaments or anything yet, but we're getting enough people playing. And um, if we get one more goalie, to play, we could probably hold like a mini tournament of some sort. So Sweet. it's really fun. It's fun not having to run the <laughs> league and just coming in and playing. Yeah. It's a kind of a big burden off your shoulders. You can just play and then yeah. not worry about anything yeah. else. So do you guys have a Facebook page and a Twitter feed or uh, any way that we could help spread the word for you? Uh, we are. On, it's a Facebook group. We don't have a Twitter or Instagram yet. That may be something we look to in the future, though. Definitely for recruiting. But it's really surprising the most results we got were from Reddit, which was really shocking to me. Yeah, I mean, obviously Reddit is very popular. It's not something that I've ever used very much. I honestly, I don't, I was going to say I don't get it. I understand conceptually how it works and I have used it here and there, actually like a Rangers message board that I used to frequent. They kind of, for whatever reason, they went out of business and they migrated to Reddit and I just stopped following it because I just, I don't care for the way Reddit works. I, it, it's not for me, but I know it is spectacularly popular. So I'm not surprised that that is an effective tool for you. Yeah. And it's kind of a rabbit hole too. Once you get into Reddit, there's just tens of thousands of subreddits you can just get sucked into. Sure. And the conversations on there are just incredible sometimes. All right. Well, good, good. I wish you great luck with Augusta Street Hockey. It sounds like a good group of people, and hopefully you can uh, just grow that even more and keep going. So I was going to say something like, 
l'chaim or salute or not, none of those are appropriate for the situation so uh just um slancha no uh well just good luck to you sir thank you yeah sure but um you're as as we've said you have not completely abdicated your duties in charlotte and in fact if i'm not mistaken you have uh something of an event coming up very soon and, and for many of our listeners it will be in the past when they listen to this podcast so why don't you tell us if you don't mind what's going on what's all the hullabaloo and hubbub about sir hashtag lou day so tomorrow at 7 p.m past or future depending on when you're listening to this that is friday uh, april we- 24th <laughs> We are doing our first Facebook Live AMA for anybody over 40. It means ask me anything. That's also going to coincide with the announcement of our Winter League MVP. Ooh. Uh, we had our voting the last couple weeks kind of just to keep everybody engaged in the league since who knows when we're going to be playing again. Sure. At least we'll kind of get this, you know, while activities are still fresh in people's minds as far as the season's performances. So we're going to do that live announcement and I'll field some questions and uh, we'll see how that goes. All right. Well, that that sounds exciting. I hope that all of the people who are involved in the CSHL will take you up on that because, uh, you know, it's it's an experience that they are not going to want to miss. Yeah, I hope so, too. And it, there's a lot of things that I think the league members don't know how we actually run as an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is another way to be a little more transparent. They can ask questions how we vote on things and how we decide on on different uh, initiatives and things like that. So I think I, I know there's a lot of questions from league members on that. So hopefully uh, they will officially ask those questions tomorrow. Just, just, Lou, be prepared because you have to know that the first six questions are going to be some variation on when do we get to play again? Oh, at least the first 20. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I hope you are prepared with an answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. When the governor lets us, that'll yeah, be well, my answer. Of course. But <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're going to have to come up with increasingly creative ways to say that. So <laughs> just, uh, I, I, I hope you are, uh, you are steeled and you have, you know, some, some material that you can throw out there to, to kind of settle everybody down and, and keep them upbeat. Definitely. It's a good, and, and a lot of those people are my friends too, that, um, you know, I've played with them for several years and there's, there's no family like hockey family. Mm-hmm. Um, you meet so many great people through the sport. So I, I still consider a lot of them, my, uh, my really close and good friends. So sure. I'm sure it'll be a friendly affair. No doubt. Yeah, we're definitely looking forward to it as well. And uh, listener, if you are listening to this a little bit too late and Friday, April 24th, 2020, Lou Day has passed, we will still, either way, we'll put the links up that you can go check that out on the uh, the Facebook Live AMA with Mr. Lou Harviton. So uh, sounds very exciting. And again, if you miss it, we could just watch it again in the past and see how well he did. Or I may delete it. I'm sure how bad I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you if you go and you see a file not found, then you know what happened. So come back here and listen to this podcast. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> somebody somebody bootleg the press conference just so, you know. 
all right, great. I do want to ask you, you know, I, I it may be covered in the press conference, but give us a taste. Just just give us a little taste uh, there, Lou. A sneak preview, if you would, for our listeners. When this is all over, when when we can finally go back to, you know, being out with each other and playing hockey and what have you, what is next for Charlotte? What, what do you see for the future? Well, our most important initiative right now, especially since we have the gear, mm. is to um, start up a youth program. Nice. We have a lot of our league members have kids of of age that are just starting to get into hockey, you know, from ages five to 11 or 12. I think that's where the future is probably of the league. I always say it's nice for us old guys to run around and play. Sure. But we want to, you know, share that we want to get the next generation involved in, in this, the greatest sport and taking a page out of Glenn's book, as far as that goes too. listening to his um, appearances on your show actually have, inspired a lot of this good i'm sure he'll be happy to hear that and and we are definitely happy to hear that this little podcast has been able to do some good in the world in in some tangential fashion definitely definitely but uh, we last year ran well we had three consecutive league seasons and uh, we held three tournaments the summer slapper ball baller and the almost winter classic which was like our super bowl and daytona 500 and, and everything else wrapped into <laughs> one uh, we did a couple charity events for um, Memorial Day and Veterans Day. On Veterans Day, we gave to our local VFW post wow. the donations, and uh, Memorial Day went to the uh, the Purple Heart Foundation. Nice. Wow. And again, this dovetails with us being more than just a sports league. We want to give back, and uh, you know, what better way to do that than donating to to good causes? Absolutely. All right. Well, that's really admirable work there, Lou. Good job. Keep it up. I am charging you with keeping it up, Lou. (laughs) Don't let us (laughs) down. I accept it. Do not fail us. (laughs) (laughs) Easy for me to say, right? And again, having having us into uh, being a nonprofit now, um, we have five brains instead of just one on the job. So there's a lot of ideas. We share all of our ideas. Nobody has a big enough ego that. We don't shoot down ideas, but we add something or subtract something um, and get it just right. So it's been really good to have a lot of the stuff taken off my plate so mm-hmm. that I can concentrate on the bigger goals. Sure. All right. Cool, man. And, you know, again, in all seriousness, good luck with that. But uh, after Friday, I, I do have to ask once once your Charlotte duties have been concluded, at least for the time being, you know, now that we are in this situation, what are you doing with yourself nowadays? I've been working uh, part-time. It's a physical job, so at least I can't go to the gym now. So this has pretty much taken over my gym and my hockey activity. Okay. And um, other than playing NHL 20 and watching some, you know, old replays, that's kind of the extent of my hockey activity, unfortunately. So at least you're still working. That That's good to uh, keep you busy and hopefully you're staying safe. Yeah, staying safe. Actually, I started the job as soon, pretty much as soon as our state went under the uh, stay-at-home advisory, mm, huh. which was ironic. But I work somewhere where it's a it's an essential business. Sure. Um, so I still get to work and uh, it's not bad work. 
Good. Well, thank you on behalf of the entire country and world. Thank Cheers. you. But other than that, just um, my wife's been able to work from home. And uh, of course, my daughter's been home since the middle of March. And they had just announced that their school was done for the calendar year or for the school year. Mm. So she's doing distance learning now. But other than just doing my usual house husband duties, cooking and cleaning and, and whatnot, uh, that's pretty much how I've been keeping sane going for walks, taking drives now and then, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, my wife is also a teacher, and uh, I know it's not easy. This this situation is not easy for them, and, and they are providing as vital a service as anyone. So so do me a favor and, and thank her for us. Thank you very much. Thanks to all the, the teachers that are still teaching out there. And this is very, a very difficult time for everybody, and just the challenges they face to – adapt to the new normal for now as far as teaching styles and uh doing the um the online and the that kind of thing so no doubt kudos to definitely kudos to the teachers regardless if this was going on and i know how much they actually miss their students too i mean yeah. that's not hard that's not easy on the the teachers at all i know this no no i mean I'm... <laughs> yeah i mean my wife has said that this is you know much harder than than her hardest day at uh in the classroom so you know it's a credit to all of them that they've been able to adapt as well as they have absolutely all right well this has been fun glue as always it's uh, great to see you and hear from you and i'm glad that we could keep in touch very happy that you're doing well during this quarantine and your family and and thank you for your work and your wife's work. We we really appreciate it. So before we let you go, anything else you'd like to plug? Like how can we follow the CSHL and the, uh, now the Augusta street hockey. And, uh, you know, again, please don't uh, hesitate to fill us in on the Facebook live AMA that you got going on. We'll do. Um, you can find us on Facebook search for Charlotte street hockey league. We're also on Instagram and Twitter as clt street hockey and we also have a youtube channel which we haven't updated in a while but there are some nice vintage charlotte street hockey videos on there that that people might enjoy nice and also my new hockey family augusta street hockey is on facebook as well so if you're in the augusta aiken area come play sometime all right i hope i hope they will i encourage that as well so lou it is always a pleasure to have you on the podcast thanks for taking the time out to stop by and uh, one more time we wish you all the best all the all the luck in the world stay healthy stay safe will do gentlemen you guys too thank you very much absolutely it's always great to hear from lou and everybody else in, in this hit the deck family that we've grown to be and very happy that uh, he's keeping safe and uh, really cool that the augusta street hockey is starting up as well so hashtag um, hullabaloo yes we are very excited about hashtag blue day and hashtag hullabaloo hullabaloo very cool so looking forward to the facebook live don't ask me how to spell that we we won't so don't worry about that but uh speaking of being online and and hockey related things um you know you've got deck Yes. Uh, part of the reasons why we've kept this podcast going for many other reasons, but now it's a little bit more important that we're trying to keep some sort of entertainment for your ears out there. And yeah, uh, your mileage still may working. vary. Yeah. Well, <laughs> really quick, I'm going to interrupt you with a very quick tangent. I have to know, 
is AOL still a valid touchstone for the internet? Like, is that is that a valid reference for this conversation? Every once in a while, it, it's fun when various things personally make me feel really, really old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm only going to be 42 years old. But uh, anyway, as, as Indiana Jones said, it's not the years, it's the mileage. But yeah. there are times when anniversaries come up, when, and particularly when Google celebrates them with their doodles and things. Mm-hmm. They did do that, the, the old AOL sign-on to the You Got Mail and that, that crackly sound and all that. So to answer your question, I don't know. But every once in a while, it does pop up. And it's like, I remember that like it was yesterday. And, you know, it was 25 years ago. Yeah. Oh, those were the days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 28.8 or even 56K dial-up? Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, I, I, that was only, that was 20, 20, 25 years ago, you figure? Oh, sure. That was mid nineties. Yeah. 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 I don't honestly, this is a, I, I promised a tangent. I don't remember when broadband internet became like a common thing. I'm pretty sure that we, by we, I mean my family, my parents, we got it before I got married. So that would have been in the early two thousands. At that point, I don't remember how much before I got married. I got married in 2005. I just want to state that for the record. So nobody, especially super fan Sue, thinks that I don't remember when my wedding was. Mm-hmm. I, I want to state definitively, I know exactly when my anniversary is. So, uh, so there. But yeah, I, what is this? What does any of this have to do with anything, James? I don't know. I was going to talk about how the NHL and hockey in general has stuck together and and passing the time and helping out during this uh, quarantine. Cool. Let's do that instead of whatever I was just doing. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. Well, one example is companies such as CCM, Bauer, and Bryan's. They've all shifted making protective gear for goalies and defensemen to making protective gear for doctors and nurses, such as masks and face shields and hoods, etc., and gloves and all that stuff too, which is really absolutely amazing and incredible and typical hockey, quite frankly, because as we're always saying many times on this podcast, how the hockey community sticks together and how guys like Wayne Simmons and other NHLers have done so much just to be generous and good in general. But whenever a crisis hits, they step it up too. And that's just amazing, amazing work by CCM, Bauer and Bryan's. And I'm sure there are other companies out there too that have done the same and it just does your heart good to see that and it really lets you know what a community we are as as a whole and uh, we're all brothers and sisters and when they say in this together they mean it and Mm -hmm. that's just a wonderful example especially uh, helping out the frontline folks such as doctors and nurses unfortunately some of them have even passed away but to uh, be that first line of defense and to step it up like that is just absolutely remarkable and great to see and quite frankly, it's not the least bit surprising, but what, what else can you say? But just tap that stick and really just thank you to those companies for, for being so generous and not even being asked to do it. They just did it, which makes it even more special and incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
look, there's not a lot I can add to that other than to say that it's really inspiring and not just for hockey, but, you know, any one of these businesses who instead of saying, hey, let's just ride this out and be ready to to get out and flood the market with our stuff once everything reopens to say, what can I do? You know, we're all we're all in this sinking boat together where, you know, the building's on fire and and we're all trapped in here together. How can I help? You know, so any business that does that, my hat is off to you. And uh, especially these, you know, hockey businesses, which like, yeah, you wouldn't think necessarily that they could make that transition from, you know, making hockey helmets and, and goalie pads or whatever to making vital masks and shields and, and things. But, you know, here we are. And uh, thank you. Uh, just thank you. That's that's all. That's all. Thank you. And if you're just joining us, too, for first time listening to this podcast, it's basically what hockey people are about anyway. When, whenever we've interviewed players or commissioners or whomever, and it doesn't matter if it's just ball hockey, street hockey, and, and deck hockey, which we focus on, but it obviously could be, uh, and you know, the, the granddaddy of them all, ice hockey and such. WrestleMania? WrestleMania, yeah, you could throw that in, too. There was the <laughs> we goon. We really don't have to. Just You well, said the granddaddy of them all, so <laughs> that's 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 one of the, the names that they call WrestleMania. Yeah, well, for our purposes, well, I'll just borrow that a little bit, so don't tell Vinny Mac, because I know he's really going crazy with the axe right now. But uh, anyway, that's what hockey players, that's hockey mentality, and um, it just really makes sense. But absolutely wonderful, and, and keep it up, and, and hopefully... Uh, sooner than later, CCM, Bauer, and Bryans will be back to making their great hockey equipment. And I'm happy to say that uh, I've, I've bought CCM equipment over the years. Uh, Bryans, for your goalies out there, they make excellent, excellent pads and, and blockers and catching gloves and such. And, of course, Bauer, they're probably the most famous for skates, too. So you can't go wrong with any of those companies when you're looking for high-quality, top-notch hockey equipment. Mm-hmm. Well... One has to assume that their protective uh, medical grade equipment will bear the same standard of quality. Absolutely. And that's a great point. You know that it's trusted and you can use it and it'll do its job. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, excellent, excellent there. Yes, sir. A couple of NHLers themselves, guys like uh, Alex Ovechkin. I don't know if you've ever heard of that guy or or Eichel, you know. Ovechkin. I (laughs) I have heard that name. Why does that name sound familiar? Ovechkin, right? Yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. Just forget it. Just keep going. Okay, well. And and players like Eichel and and others, I'm sure there's a bunch of others NHLers too that probably didn't make it in the news, but those two particular players have um, donated their money to supplies for hospitals all around the world too. And uh, Alex even did something else, too, which we'll get to in a minute on a more fun part of uh, keeping busy during this pandemic. He wasn't that Zamboni driver that got to play in goal, right? That was someone no, else? No, no, oh, yeah, no. Right. All right. Good guess. Good guess. All right. You're don't worry about it. Forget yeah. it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, of course, we're, we're kidding, folks. But um, for the fun part... <laughs> James, 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 when have I ever kidded about anything on this show? If there is one thing I am known for, it is my complete lack of a sense of humor. I am stoic and sensible and pragmatic at all times. You know this. 
Well, that's why we've been such a popular podcast over these years, right? It definitely works. I'm the straight man and you're the funny guy. Oh, that's gosh. how it's always worked. We have bigger problems if that's the case than just staying home and not doing anything. But anyhow. <laughs> uh, sorry, you were saying about this O'Munchkin? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. Ovechkin, right. Sorry, yeah. I forgot. Number eight. Yeah. Place for Washington. Capitals. The Seattle? No. Okay. Uh, oh, no, Capital. Yes. Capitals. Okay. Right. Team Russia in the Olympics. And uh, it's not ringing a bell, but that, okay. that's okay. Well, Go ahead. All right. For the fun part to pass the time, places like PureHockey.com. Speaking of uh, hockey gear, they have offered twenty percent off hockey games that you can play inside. Leading off with a really dear friend and someone that I had the honor of actually interviewing. If you didn't see that, please go check out our on our YouTube page the uh, the Hit the Deck Christmas special. But twenty percent off rod hockey. Hey, I can be bought over here. So you can go to purehockey.com and and go find yourself a great rod hockey set and bing bang boom have it delivered to your house and and go at it. If you don't already know rod hockey, get to know him and and get to know him quickly. Uh, knock hockey as well. We've talked about that on uh, on uh, Hit the Deck's past those knock hockey games there's air hockey tables too if you can afford the higher end ones then i really want to be your friend but <laughs> if you want one that's uh, like on a tabletop you can do that again over purehockey.com and, and other places too uh knee hockey otherwise i like to refer to it as hallway hockey and uh again we've we've talked about that and hit the decks past so those are just basically the the miniaturized indoor hockey games we have the the small net and uh the the, the small plastic sticks and you mm-hmm. can sure you can use a ball you can use a an inside safe puck you know so you're not really killing each other and sure. stuff like that but that's what uh hallway hockey and, and or knee hockey is and other hockey related puzzles such as jigsaw puzzles or games and and, and you know card games and stuff like that too so there's some excellent ways to still incorporate hockey in your life and get through this pandemic in some sort of entertaining form. But do they have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles subterranean sewer hockey? Only one guy I know was cool enough to have that. (laughs) I know that guy. He was never cool at any point in his life. I disagree, but (laughs) But, no, they uh, don't have that great game on. That uh, was... We, we, if you missed it, listener, we talked about that on a previous podcast, but suffice to say it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles rod hockey board or rank. I don't know what you would rod hockey game thing. And it was uh, like the figurines that would, you know, you know, the hockey player figurines on the thing were basically miniature Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figures with hockey sticks. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And I I think that got sold off in a yard sale or something. So uh-huh. I'm, I'm very sad that I no longer own that. Well, at least you had it. So that's the closest I've gotten to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't, I didn't appreciate it when I had it because that was before I really got into hockey. Uh, Rosebud. More's the pity. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, something else that, that went down just recently at the recording of this podcast, just last night, as a matter of fact, or, or two nights ago, I guess, when you're listening to this podcast for the first time, the great one himself and that guy, great eight, Alex Ovechkin. V8? Yeah, he, that, that's another good nickname for him. I am, I'm uh, a big fan of V8. 
they very healthy. They uh, got together on Twitch and played EA NHL 20 to raise funds for the Edmonton Food Bank and the Monumental Sport and Entertainment's Feeding the Frontlines. Nice. It was really awesome. A lot of fun. If you haven't had a chance to, to see it, we'll, we'll put the link up for you to watch the replay. But it was, I mean, you know, you know how I feel about Wayne Gretzky, I'm sure, if you've listened to this podcast before. But just in case you don't know how uh, I feel about him, I, I love Wayne Gretzky, the great one, one of the all-time greatest players and, and people in general. So uh, to see him playing a video game where he's kind of like uh, all of us, you know, <laughs> instead of the great one was really fantastic and entertaining. It was great listening to him do kind of play-by-play as well. He teamed up with his son, Ty, who uh, played virtually versus Alex Ovechkin and and another teammate of his uh, who helped out. And I think he is a member of Twitch or at least uh, a member of the Washington Capitals um, online community because I think they have their own uh, virtual game league and and stuff like that. So it seemed to be more in Ovechkin's uh, corner, especially too, that the game was a home game for the Washington Capitals. But the great one had his great teams, the the all-time Edmonton Oilers teams. And so before we get into the details of the the feed itself, but they raised over $40,000 not only Wayne Gretzky and, and Alex Ovechkin themselves that they donated out of their own pockets, but the fans watching in real time donated $20,000 to the cause, of course, for the Edmonton Food Bank and uh, MSEs feeding the front lines. And then Gretzky and Ovechkin doubled that out of their own pockets to come up with over $40,000 for just like an hour. It was really extraordinary. Spectacular. That, that's great. So who, who did Ovechkin play as? He played as uh, his own team, the Washington Capitals. And how and- did they do? In game one, Gretzky and his son, Ty, they won the game in overtime. Now, they were robbed, though, because they had a goal disallowed, which uh, I thought was ridiculous. But still, <laughs> they, they they called it off the board. And then with 2.8 seconds left in regulation of game one, Alex Ovechkin scored the game-tying goal to make it 4-4. Four to four. Uh-huh. And then that forced overtime. And overtime was just like a playoff situation. It was a full 20-minute. Obviously, EA Sports, They were. Uh, it wasn't a actual real-time 20 minutes it was about you know 10 minutes i think it's in the game exactly and uh so then gretzky and his son they won the game five to four in overtime uh-huh. um, so the original idea was they were going to play three games to do a series but the great one had to uh take a break between games because again he was saying his fingers were hurting and stuff and mm-hmm. and uh just th- to his credit just listening to him play and he sounded like a hockey player. It was all in his head and it was so much fun to see. And then they came back and played game two, yeah. which I didn't really pay attention to because uh, I don't know the, the, the Edmonton Oilers didn't win that game, but That's weird. as classy, yeah, as classy as the great one is. And, and to Ovechkin's credit too, when the game was, were over, they decided to end it as instead of playing a three game series, just as a one, one tie, mm-hmm where everybody wins, and then they decided to uh, to double the pot from $20,000 to $40,000. And it was just so much fun. It was really great and, and well done. Typical hockey again, and uh, it's definitely something that you that it's worth checking out and, and enjoying. Are you trying to tell me that in this game, the contemporary Washington Capitals were able to skate competitively with the dynastic Edmonton Oilers? <laughs> It's so funny you should say that, too, because Gretzky was kind of talking trash a little bit, too, just reminding everybody of how great those teams were. Uh, but uh, all things being equal, yes, it was kind of a, I guess that was the uh, the, the cup winning team uh, for the for the Washington Capitals. I wasn't sure if it was an up to date roster. 
but still, exactly. But uh, that's the the funny thing was Edmonton controlled the puck. Everything was in in uh, Washington zone, and I believe that they they won everything except for faceoffs, which Gretzky quote unquote said that faceoffs weren't important. I don't know if he was just being sarcastic to his son or making an excuse that uh, the the real Wayne Gretzky would do a lot better on faceoffs than the uh, the avatar, I guess, Wayne Gretzky. But um, they controlled the puck for the majority of the time. They were they were getting turnovers and uh, getting penalties too, drawing penalties. But they seemed to be in control of the game and of the puck for the most part. So excellent observation there, American Rhino. Well, all I'll say on that is we've talked about on the podcast before about how Wayne Gretzky has said that the reason he had so much success is because he had an innate sense of where the puck was going to be and he went there. So I guess if that's your mindset, then you just have to worry about the pass after the face-off and the face-off itself doesn't necessarily matter that much. Yeah, true. So, all right. But, you know, thank you for that, James. Uh, that's a fun little thing that a lot of our listeners may not have known about. It was, yeah, so just kudos to the NHL, obviously, kudos to Wayne Gretzky and Alex Ovechkin and to Twitch, to EA Sports and Xbox. It, it just really came off really well. It was a lot of fun, Washington Capitals as well, and, and Edmonton Oilers too. Sure. So great job all around. Yeah, certainly. Anything else that people can do to pass the time, hockey-wise? Yes, sir. Two more things, and uh, then I'll stop yapping. Mm -hmm. uh, one, if you want to stay in shape, and I think we all do, and probably all need to, and it's particularly in staying in hockey shape, you can go follow some hockey webinar series presented by Pure Hockey and also Team USA. So you could check those out on YouTube and, and follow them through Facebook and Twitter. Uh, those great webinar series are really helpful and, and excellent, and they're taped, so you can go and watch them again and keep in hockey shape that way. And also, finally, you're already listening to this very podcast, so uh, please spread the word about Hit the Deck. Yeah. That, yes, I, I would appreciate that as well. Thank you. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of practice, James, I, I want to just follow up on something. I, I want to unleash our army of Hit the Deck fanatic fans on this. So the game Goalie VR, which is uh, a game that we talked about many, many moons ago on the podcast. It's uh, basically you put on a virtual reality headset and you step in the pads of a goalie, like players shoot on you and you... You know, depending on your rig, you can have sensors, you know, on your hands and and on your like your legs. So it can mimic, you know, the, the system can read and mimic your movements as a goalie. And, you know, it's like you're actually playing goal with, you know, pucks being shot at you. So that's something that I was always looking forward to the opportunity to practice with as a goalie. And two years ago, let, let's say just about two years ago. At the recording of this podcast, they announced that the goalie VR game would be coming to PlayStation VR. And in fact, that was one of the things that led to me eventually getting a PlayStation VR. And two years later, it has yet to materialize. So I want you to go out and I want you to harangue and harass the people who make goalie VR and say, Where's the PlayStation VR game, guys? You promised it. 
guys make with the playstation vr game guys we're inside we've got nothing better to do some of us want to play some goal in our living room so uh so have that and one last thing that's not necessarily related to playing hockey or enjoy hockey activities in your own home but one thing that i just did want to bring up because it's two great tastes that taste great together here on the podcast on the Hockeytron website, which we have touted many times as a place to get cheap ball hockey equipment. They now stock among their products. They now stock some things from Hagen hockey. So if you're a fan of Hagen hockey as we are, and you're a fan of Hockeytron, then why not buy some Hagen stuff on Hockeytron and, and you know, you'll have yourself a good time. Be prepared for when we're able to go back out and eventually play again. And uh, finally, really quick, uh, I, I want to end the podcast with with something that everybody enjoys. And uh, that is, of course, everybody's favorite recurring segment. That would be namely this week in Gritty. This week in Gritty. So this is going to be kind of a lightning round edition of This Week in Gritty because there's not a lot to touch on, but it's worth mentioning. First and foremost, uh, you know, we'll, we'll lead off with the headline, and that is that for a second year in a row, Gritty has once again been voted by the NHL players as the most popular mascot in the NHL. If I were allowed to touch my face i would be face palming right now <laughs> okay well we appreciate your restraint james i think <laughs> i think we all we all appreciate the sacrifice that you're making here mm. yeah so for reasons he's uh, uh i i uh i don't know man i don't know i i <laughs> guess it's true what they say james all press is good press <laughs> but uh congratulations Congratulations. <laughs> so, yeah, for 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 a second year in a row, I guess we have to eat some modicum of crow. That's fun. Uh and, and also, if you enjoy gritty as much as the NHL players seem to, then you might enjoy just just a reminder, a follow-up from last week that gritty is, let's say, comforting people entertaining them gritty is putting out content on a regular basis on his instagram feed and that is the quarter hour of power which is a thing where he plays games he has guests via you know i guess video conference type software they've done charades and pictionary and that sort of thing just to pass the time gritty taught a school math lesson once for some reason uh you know he just he he is gritty for 15 minutes a day and and you're able to to have a window in on that so if if that's something that you would enjoy then go check that out and finally it was just earth day james yesterday as we record and and gritty did not hesitate to celebrate earth day he was sitting out on a porch swing and enjoying nature and he, he took a picture wherein he posed with a Chia Gritty. Oh, no. Yes. He had his own Chia Gritty that, that he, I guess, had, had made up and was sprouting a, a nice bushy beard. So 
you know, fun times. Oh, gosh. So if you're in the market for a Chia Gritty, I have no idea if it's commercially available. You're on your own. Haven't we suffered enough? (laughs) Well, anyway, James, that has been This Week in Gritty. This Week (laughs) in Gritty. And that's going to wrap up a pretty packed podcast. Alliteration. Anyway, I'm going to press the button now. Last minute remaining in the podcast. So, dear listener, it's about that time that we hit the trail, the proverbial trail, because we're both stuck in our homes, as many of you are, no doubt. But uh, we, we would like to thank you for listening to another episode of Hit the Deck. We would especially like to thank for being our guest being patient in waiting for his opportunity to shine here on the podcast and coming back and and putting up with all of our general nonsense. Lou, thank you once again for for being out there and being essential. Do you think, you know, Lou said that he was working part-time for a job that was essential and he was doing very physical activity. Do you think Lou signed with the WWE? Well, there, there seems to be some uh, vacant spots now, right? Yeah, seems like. Although I don't know that they'd be hiring at this moment in time. But uh, who knows? We'll have to follow up with him on that next time he comes on. But uh, for now, in all seriousness, thank you, Lou, for going out there and, and, and working on all of our behalf. Thank you for catching us up on the doings of the Charlotte Street Hockey League. And, of course, the uh, the 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 new Augusta street hockey program so you know we wish you all the luck in the world with those ventures and uh, you know if you are listening in time or if you can go back and check it out check out Lou's facebook thing and, and give him some support because he's a good guy and you know the good guys need your help so uh, thank you for that thank you to anthony sajazi for providing us with music and dear listener we will thank you as always and ever to, if you have not already done so, subscribe to this podcast because we want you to be able to get it each and every week when we drop it and not have to go dig it around and searching and hunting for it because we want you to have easy access and we do make it so very easy for you to subscribe because we're available in so many places. We're on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and the uh, Android platform, which escapes me at the moment. Spotify, Podbean, Spreaker, so many places. And of course, we are in the Sokoa Media app, S-O-C-C-O-A. Check us out there. Check out all the other podcasts and articles of various sports that people work so very hard to put out for your entertainment. Check them out. Check us out. And if there's something that you would like to feed us, if there's some bit of feedback or information that you think that we should know, then we want you to have the opportunity to do so. So please email us at hit the deck. Deck is of course spelled D E K hit the deck at gmail.com. You can get us on Facebook and Instagram at hit the deck and on Twitter. We are hit the deck pod. So go do that. Talk to us. We'll talk to you and uh, we will, we will, we will again talk to you in about a week. But before we do that, I want to kick it over to you, James. Is there anything you would like to add here at the end of the show? Yes, thank you. Cool, cool. Thank you. Again, if you're listening in time, uh, Friday, April 24th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Facebook Live, go check out the uh, Charlotte Street Hockey League and Lou 
Hashtag Lou Day. That'll be a lot of fun. If not, you could just watch the replay. When we're out and about again and this is all over and you want to play some deck hockey, please check out the Charlotte Street Hockey League, the Columbus Deck Hockey Association, the Raleigh Street Hockey League, the VAR Hockey League, the DCSH, the DCHL, and Deck Superstars. Of course, like we said before, please donate to LaGrange Hockey. Follow M Power Play and download that Sokoa Media app. And please tell them all that Hit the Deck sent you. And thanks for listening and stay safe. Thank you, James. And for you, dear listener, oh, for you, we would, of course, thank you here at the end of the podcast to remember that in these trying times, it is always crucial that you know that whether you are making the best of a long-distance relationship or making a brand new start, whether you are making your own hockey fun at home or growing a brand new Chia pandemic beard, regardless of what you find yourself doing, we would always encourage you to remember, it's deck hockey, don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. But, uh, there, um... Shoot, I lost my train of thought. It went right off the tracks. Uh, or at least parked itself in a siding. Um, now I'm envisioning Thomas the Tank Engine and Shining Time Station. That was a fun show. George Carlin was on that show. Also Ringo Starr. Can yeah. you imagine Can you imagine George Carlin being uh, a, a beloved children's show character? It staggers the imagination, but I swear to you it really happened. Mr. Conductor. It is funny now that you mention it. I don't think so, Mr. Conductor. Not one bit. Sounds funny to me. Doesn't it sound funny to you? Fun times. I believe George Carlin took over for Ringo Starr in that role. That's never a good sign. I was afraid this would happen. Yeah, I mean, go figure. Dee mm-hmm. Khan was also on that show. Oh, I, I just knew Ringo and, mm-hmm. and, and George sure. Carlin. What was I saying?